honestly. sound so well that we're very concerned that it's going to be even more like we're screaming into your ears than it already is. Like, I feel like I could whisper. Oh. Oh, it kind of does. I could whisper. ASMR. Let me crinkle some paper. Yes. Does that give you shivers or whatever ASMR is supposed to do? Wow. Okay, yes, we got a new microphone, so we got one for Christmas. How exciting. It looks like BB-8. So we're calling it BB-8. Simple as that. Or Thin Blue Man. (laughs) With his rugged stand. Everything the box said was a lie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it does seem to record our audio, so that is not a lie. For now. We never know. When we try to save it, it could completely fail us. It's a fun little... Uh, risk we like to take every week. Oh, now you can hear me reaching for cleanup. Yes. Ooh, more ASMR. Mm, all that's not <laughs> nice. Oh, dearie me. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Oh, this is a honestly. Oh, right. It's a podcast that we do. <laughs> it's with Zoe and Logan. That was Logan. And that was Zoe. So, you know introductions are important. There we go. Anyway, sorry. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm good. How was your Christmas? Um, it was very lovely. That's good. Despite the fact that I was ill. Yeah, that's really not that great. Literally the (laughs) day after we recorded last week's podcast, I woke up and I was like, oh, I am sick. (laughs) I'm dying. And then it proceeded to get worse. Um, but I'm better now, so it's a Christmas miracle. It is. Uh, but no, my Christmas was very nice. I was saying to my mom the other day that it's probably the best Christmas in recent history. That's good. So, um, yeah, it was very nice. How was yours? Mine was good. It was blessed at literally midnight of Christmas. Because Jeff Goldblum liked my picture of the Jeff Goldblum tree that we were talking about in the last episode. Amazing. Everything Um, really comes full circle on this podcast. (laughs) When it happened, I literally bolted up off of the couch and I was like, Dad, (laughs) Jeff Goldblum liked my picture. And then I had to explain why that would happen. (laughs) Some backstory. Provide context. It was was literally at midnight. I was visited. (laughs) By the spirit of Jeff Goldblum. It was truly amazing. It was. My teeth just whistled. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did a like, little bit. Sh- um, <laughs> amazing. No, it was um, a really special moment for everyone, I, I think. think so. I think so. Um, I was so happy for you. Thank you so much. I just love that he saw that. I know. I just, I just hope that he saw that, laughed, showed his wife. <laughs> Oh my god. I hope that I was part of a moment, oh, you know? Oh, I hope so too. 
I hope so too. Who's he married to? I don't know. <laughs> not me. Well, that then doesn't really matter. No, I guess. it doesn't. I'm not even gonna go. No, put, it's not relevant. Putting my phone back in my pocket <laughs> and sitting like an actual lunatic. <laughs> like, what is this? That's how normal people sit. Is it? Yeah. Cool. Outstretch like pointed toe. Yes, it's kind of like you're doing a stretch, but then also like posing, but doing it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot. A lot. Did we say a lot? <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> Where we say a lot. A lot. Uh, oh my god. I, like, all of a sudden have gotten really shaky. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> is there anything I can do? No, like I said, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just got really hungry. Okay. And sometimes when I get hungry, I get shaky. We need snacks. It's fine. You were gonna persevere. <laughs> we're survivor. Um, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna make it through this trying time. (laughs) It's five minutes in, not even five minutes in, and we're losing our minds. So, what you've come to expect. This is the classic (laughs) podcast. We have episodes where we're, like, killing it, and then an episode where it's like, should we call for help? Are they both okay? Am I going to pass out? And I think this is one of them. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. But with crisp audio. Yes, I... Thanks to our little BB-8. It's a BB-8. We'll have to take a picture and post it on Twitter or something. <laughs> on silence. I don't know. On something. Something. Because um, I just think it's very cute. And it I think people cute. would agree that it looks like BB-8. It does. It really does. With a rugged stand. Mm-hmm. That's what the box says. And I'm I'm very confused by it. Yes. But, it. You know? Yeah. It's not rugged. It's it's just metal, yeah, <laughs> and looks quite sleek, but definitely the opposite of rugged. I maybe would say. they were confused. Maybe they didn't know. You know, you know, you know. Sometimes people don't know. They they don't. We often don't know on this podcast. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> me crease. Oh no. Oh, so you had a nice Christmas. I did. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. That's delightful. Anything else you want to share from your Christmas time? Nothing, really. <laughs> How was Boxing Day? Boxing Day was rough. Um, I Tell the to... folks at home. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Imagine how loud that's going to be. See the wave. Oh, anyway. I see the wave. See the wave. Katrina and the waves, am I right? <laughs> I had to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning to get to the mall and it was pitch black and uh, re- real fun. Freezing cold also. Delightful. And the heating in the mall had not quite been on for long enough at the point that I got there. So for the first like 10 minutes, I was waiting for my shift to start. I had my jacket <laughs> still zipped up and I was like, <laughs> that's in the horrible. But like, did they not know that people were going to be there? I guess they just forgot. <laughs> They're like, oh, we're a big mall in Toronto. It's, People no. won't be here on Boxing Day. No. Surely. No. Um, yeah. I did think my manager was going to cuss someone out on the phone, though. Oh, that's So fun. that was very funny to witness. She hung up on them, <laughs> slammed the phone down. She had to get up earlier than I do, because <laughs> she lives, like, two hours away. Ugh. So, she was <laughs> equally as tired, if not more so. Um... But someone called asking for the store, for the number for the store, and she was like, 
this is the store. And they were like, no, no, you're not understanding me. I need the number for this store at this location. And they were like, my manager was like, yes, you are speaking to this store at this, at this location. location. They're like, no, no, you're really not understanding me here. This is the help desk for the mall. I need the store at this location. And my manager finally just gave her the number. <laughs> and then she called the Oh my <laughs> shortly god. After. So that was fun. People are so um, weird. No deals under <laughs> unless it's like 80% off of everything. I'm not like why would you get up that early to go shopping? No, I think it's ridiculous. And when you told me that you had to work at 7 in the morning, yeah. I said that I hate our capitalist society. <laughs> it's true. I think that's so ridiculous. What time does the mall normally open on a Monday? Normally, like... Tuesday, all the, sorry. <laughs> all the stores open at 10. Yeah. There's no reason for it to open sooner than that. No. Why? There's no, like, no reason. And, like, only a couple people were there and they didn't get anything. It's like, why are you here? It's so, so early. Like, I just, I hate it. I hate the concept of Black Friday. I hate the concept of Boxing Day. And, like, these stores have to open at the crack of dawn. I think that the concept of Black Friday and Boxing Day is good if it's online. Mm -hmm. Like, that's fine. No one really, I guess, like, IT support would still have to be (laughs) up. But But IT support always has to be 24 hours, so it doesn't really make a difference. Like, it's good if you can get a deal and it saves you money and time, perhaps. But I don't want to get up at 5 in the morning to help you, and then you're going to get mad at me for things. No. Like, I have any type of control over the sales. Like, people are always like, oh, well, this deal was better last week. I'm like, yeah, it was. Maybe you should have gotten it last week, But I can't help you. Or they're like, do you have this? And I'm like, no, like, someone else, like, it was the last one, someone else just got it. Oh, well, why don't you have more of them? I don't know. I don't purchase the stock that we have. I am merely but a sales associate. <sighs> just just buy something, and I'll just ring it up yeah. and get on with my life, really. Yeah. I, I did some Boxing Day shopping online. Yeah. I bought a coat. Very nice. Because the coat that I currently have, which I love and adore, um, got singed in the car accident oh, that I was in. No. Did I tell you that? No. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> I'm so distressed. No, I am. I'm, I'm so also sorry. distressed. So, I didn't notice it until a week or two after the car accident. For those of you who don't know, I speak about this in an earlier episode. I was in a car accident at the beginning of the month. That's how this month started off, and it just has been a nightmare ever since. Um, It's almost over. Thank God. It's been not good, with the exception of Christmas, which was very nice. Yeah. Like, terrible month. Um, Yeah, so my the airbags on my side of the car went off, and... It, like, singed my coat. I'll show you, like, when we're leaving later. Oh, my God. There's, like, a burn singe mark on my coat. Is that why your arm hurt so much, too? Um, or just the sheer impact of the bag? I think my arm more hurt just from, like, the impact. But, like, because, like, for those of you that don't understand the, like, physics behind an airbag, which I didn't really until this happened, but it's basically, like... An explosion. Yeah, that's um, fun. Safe. It's yeah. It's interesting how an explosion <laughs> is involved to keep you safe. Um, Nothing's a safety like an explosion. Um, yeah. So like the airbag went off and like the impact. It's like when you shoot somebody, like 
Like, there's like You know a, when you shoot somebody? It's like when you're watching, like, a Forensic Files or something, and somebody, like, shoots somebody, but, like, the gun touches the person's uh, skin, and yeah. they get, like, a burn from yeah. the gunshot. It's kind of like that, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> All those times Logan has shot people. Um, and so, yeah, there's just, like, a singe mark on my jacket, and it's actually, like, I don't think it's too noticeable, because somehow it's, like, on the inside I don't know how that happened. Are you sure you just weren't trying to spontaneously combust, but then something was just like, was like, no, not today. Who knows? Maybe later. Um, yeah. Anyway, long story that I made longer than it needed to be. Um, <laughs> my coat is slightly ruined and it's very upsetting because I'd only had it for a year and I love it so much. Um, so I got a replacement coat. It's not the exact same one, but I'm hoping that it'll suffice. <sighs> That's upsetting. I purchased that. I remember that. how much you wanted that coat. I know. It was my Christmas present last yeah. year. And I was very excited. But there you go. To answer my question from last week's podcast <laughs> about what was a Christmas gift I was very excited about. It was my coat last year. That's now singed. I mean, like, I can still wear it, but it just... There's a singe mark on it. And it's upsetting. Yeah. Um. So, I got a new one from Zara that will hopefully be a good replacement. All right. That's good. Did you get anything else? No, just that. Nice. I got a shirt from Forever 21 online. Dope. Because they were having free shipping for their Boxing Day oh, that's deal. that's nice. So, but of course, all the things that I had previously wanted from Forever 21's very limited plus size section mm-hmm. um, were not there in my size any longer. Of so course. there's only like one shirt and it was like $16. So I was like, whatever. I'll like, get sure. it. Um, nothing else. <laughs> Like, all yeah. right, guys. Good job. Fabulous. Killing it. It's like the coat that I ordered. Like, they didn't have my size, so I had to size up. So I'm hoping that it'll not yeah. be weird and too oversized. And then there's a coat from H&M that I wanted to get that looks very similar to one that I currently have, which was, like, my goal. Yeah. Um, but again, they didn't have my size. They only had, like, the two sizes up. And, like, H&M doesn't do free returns. So yeah. I was like, I'm not buying this and, like, risking it yeah. not fit. And then, also, I was looking at Aritzia's website today, because they have gorgeous stuff, and I know mm-hmm. that they always do a sale this time of year. They do. Everything's on sale, but they won't let you return sale items. But everything's <laughs> on sale right now. But you can't return sale items. Oh. But everything everything's on sale. is on sale. Nice. But they have this gorgeous coat that looks almost identical to mine. Um, it's still, like, ludicrously overpriced. Well, it's still ludicrously expensive. It's yeah. not the- I mean, like, Aritzia is just, like, it's, it's pricey, much, yeah. and I just have a hard time justifying it, but, like, for a coat, I wouldn't mind spending oh, no. money. Like, coats usually have to. Um, but I'm just, like, I'm not paying 200 plus dollars for this jacket, coat, thing, whatever, <laughs> um, to then get it and have it not fit or something. Yeah. And then I can't return it. Because they don't do returns on sale items. Yeah. Did I mention that? <laughs> no, I don't think you did. Um, so anyway. Yeah, that's stupid. I'm hoping the one from Zara will work out, but if not, <laughs> I guess I'll just be going through life with a singed coat. <laughs> you know, make it a look. Soon everyone will be purposely singeing their coats. You know, burn, but make it fashion. Um, <laughs> Explosion, but make it fashion. Yeah, you know, it's I chill. do. It's fine. 
Were we talking, I feel like on the last episode we were talking about, like, people who do returns on busy days, or am I going crazy? I don't think we were I talking might be going, about Maybe that. I was talking to you after the fact. I don't think you were. Okay, I'm just crazy. I think you were having this conversation <laughs> with someone else. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> but I find it very annoying when people do returns on, like, busy days, and that on, seems On, like, a boxing happen. day, perhaps. Yeah. and that seems to happen quite frequently like when I worked at Indigo Mm. they um like there's people doing returns on boxing day and I was like this is not the time or the place for you to be doing this either of those things um but at the store I'm currently at they were doing on Christmas Eve when I was working everyone seemed to be doing returns and I was like can't this wait until after like the return policy is, like, 60 days. Like, you, like, I think you have enough time yeah. to do this at a later date. It's really irritating. Have you ever waited until the very last day to return something? I definitely have. <laughs> I did that once. It was this past <laughs> summer. Yeah. I got my mom a hat from the Blue Jays store in the mall, but then it wasn't the hat that she wanted, mm. and she was being a diva about it. No, she wasn't. <laughs> she was very nice. I, like, I, like, bought it for her as a surprise, and then I, like, brought it home, and I'm like, oh, like, they didn't have the one that I, like, the same one that I have, yeah. so I got you this one instead, and she's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and I just felt like she didn't like it as much, and so then, anyways, I had to return it. It wasn't a big deal. I ended up getting her the right hat, like, from the Rogers Center. Yeah. But the J shop has a 60 day return policy yeah. and literally on day 59 I returned it <laughs> like surprise I like showed up and I was like hello I would like to return <laughs> this to ruin your life it was like it was it was really stressful it was like one of those things that was like looming over me yeah. for weeks and weeks and then I was like I need to return this but I'm never down at the Eaton Center anymore yeah. like I used to work right next door to it now I'm not there very often and like thank god for that because it's a nightmare <laughs> truly but it was like I had to go out of my way to return this stupid hat and I was like <laughs> putting it off until the last possible moment uh also unrelated but we're talking about malls so I'm gonna get it in there H&M's plus size section is officially gone from the Eaton Center. Oh, no. How sad. I went in, I was like, maybe I'll get some deals. No, nothing. It's all gone. We hardly knew you. The corner has been filled with other things that they... Other concepts, fashion concepts, isn't that what you said? Something about a concept. Mm. That's too bad. Yes, if you want to hear our thoughts on that, you can go back and listen to a previous episode. Well, I don't know which one it was, but... If we were prepared, we'd know. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. We won't. <laughs> if we were prepared, this would be an entirely different podcast. I just think, like, how amazing would it be, like, because we always talk about, like, articles that we read and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, if we actually put them in the show notes. Amazing. Or, like, right? linked tweets that we were talking about. Cool. Like, people utilize the show notes, and we it's amazing. We have a website. <laughs> we have a website that has virtually no content on it. I added the 12 days of Podmas. All the podcasts are on the website Amazing. now. Amazing. So that was... Check that out. That was a very great concept. And I'm very happy with how it turned out. I had nothing to do with any of it. But it looked great. Thanks, Brand. Um, and Jasmine, our friend from the podcast Jasmine Ad Nauseam, you should go listen to it if you haven't already. What are you doing you with your life? Pause this living. podcast that you're currently listening to and go listen to hers. Like, why are you here? We'll wait. Um, where was I going? Oh, right. 
she was we just, just we got distracted by fighting with you about listening to just um she was talking about how much she liked the 12 days of podmas because I was listening to her episode today right so nice because it introduced her to some new podcasts so that was really the point of it so I'm glad that the point was um realized <laughs> oh she's so funny she is. Every, every episode is delightful. Um, in her previous episode, she had done this whole big, like, Craigslist thing, where she was reading Craigslist postings, and it was just so hilarious. It was, like, the missed connections. Yeah. And so Zoe and I commented on that, I think, in, like, one of our last yeah. podcasts. And so then she, like, did it again <laughs> this week, and is calling it Craigslist Critiques. I love that. Um, and it was just... It's so funny. Like, I never really go on Craigslist, but I love the concept of it. Yeah. I went on today just because of that episode. Yeah. I was like, let's see if Toronto has any... Because it's Toronto. Like, there has to be something weird yeah. going on always. I mean, it's a given. <laughs> so, I was like, let's see. Went on. Not that funny. Not a lot of them were that funny. It was mostly just scary. Because mm-hmm. you're like, is this person all right? No. no. Answered. Um... <laughs> really graphic, like, asks for things, where it's like, send me pictures of your feet, so I can, and then detailed what they're gonna do with those pictures of your feet. We, I think and we then, know. <laughs> and then just really bad poetry, <laughs> where I'm like, why is Craigslist your media for this? Yeah, Zoe texted me and was like, there's just really bad poetry on the Toronto misconnections, and I was like, that's not surprising. One was like, it was called, like, Alien Observer or something, and it was, like, Rupee Core style, uh-huh. and I was like, Alien Observer, I see you observing aliens. <laughs> I'm like, okay, snap. Yes. Oh my god. That really spoke <sighs> to me. Yeah. I feel like everyone in Toronto just, like, thinks they're, thinks, blah, 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 blah. Everyone in, thank you, spoken <laughs> word, everyone in Toronto thinks they're a poet. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, there's... I'm an artist. There's a genre (laughs) of people that live Mm. in Toronto, and they all dress the same, and that's no shade, because, like, every genre of people in the city dresses the same. Like, there's just, there's different groups, they all look the same. Um, but there's that, like, artsy Mm -hmm. genre of people that thinks they're poets, they think they're performance artists, Mm -hmm. they think they're, um, I don't know... I... Are you okay? No. Logan's having a breakdown. She's gonna start crying. I lost my train of thought. Um, no, but it's true. Like, you can tell when you see someone on the subway, you're like, oh, you're a poet. They generally have those a very Toronto. short bangs. Yes. and Turf those, bangs, like, if you will. Very, very distinct turf bangs. Yes. Um, also, those Are they beanies? also a turf? Maybe. To say. Definitely. Those beanies that, like, fold up, Mm. that are, like, sit right at the top of your head, and are usually bright orange. (laughs) Yes. You know? They wear a lot of no fun. Yes. Boyfriend jeans. Boyfriend jeans cuffed with Doc Martens. Or or vans. Or very derby vans. Yes. And Um, socks. Socks. you can see. Visible socks. Yeah. Which typically is a faux pas, but... (laughs) Not um, with them. Some sort of puffy coat. Yes. Or, or a really long, like, felt coat. Like a coat like mine. Like your singed yes. coat. Like my singed coat. Logan, are you a poet? <laughs> uh, no, I try to fit into that other category 
which is like stylish it girls, but like I'm not there. But I'm like, I have a camel coat and I wear black boots. <laughs> My saw is like, she tried. She's doing her best today. She got out of bed. And that's uh, all that matters. Yeah. Like, I aspire to be the type of girl that like shops at Aritzia regularly, yeah. but I cannot afford that. So I will be here in my Zara coat. Yeah. Um, just trying my best. I respect it. But there was one that I saw on Craigslist that I just want to share with you. I already shared it with Logan, but let's share it for all of you it listeners. Was, it's called You Had Me at Bitcoin, which is really drew my attention in right away. I just think it's very topical. <laughs> You were looking for advice on how to accept Bitcoin, and sadly, I had to split. Reach out if you need help setting up your wallet. It takes a few minutes. Thank you. I will be reaching out. That was my poem. I Thank feel you, like you so much. You could genuinely just read Misconnections yeah. and pass yourself off as yeah. like. There were some that were like, send me a picture so I know it's you. I was like, no. So deep. No, so meaningful. I will not be doing that. <laughs> I read the articles that you sent me. Oh, on a yes. side note. I read them like so long, well not so long ago, like a few days ago, but that seems like a lifetime. Um, sorry, I'm so shaky. <laughs> I'm going to get through it. Um, yes, I sent Zoe two articles that she could read so she could read them. <laughs> so we could talk about them on I this know podcast. how to read. Um, yes. Little known fact about Zoe. What up? I'm Jared. I'm 19 and I learned how to read. Um, I sent you one, the New York Times article about Vice. Yes. Being a terrible environment to work Shocking. for women. I, that really <laughs> to no one. That really came out of left field. Um, and I sent you the Racked article about startup brands that don't accommodate plus size people. Shocking. Also. Again. Wow, what a shock. Um, so we're going to be discussing those, and they'll be linked in the show notes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we're uh-huh. terrible. We got you. Um, yeah. What do you want to start with? I don't know. Vice being terrible? Let's start with Vice. Um, Vice is terrible. The end. The end. That's really all there needs to be um, said about that. No, but um, we joked that it's not shocking to hear that Vice is a terrible place for women to work. Yeah. But also, that doesn't mean that it's okay or that it's right or that we should just ignore it. Um, what's her name? Emily Steele wrote an article for the New York Times that came out several days ago on December 23rd. <laughs> That's not really relevant. Um <laughs> But it was just talking about the allegations of old school sexual harassment at Vice, which is considered a cutting edge media. Wow. That's so, bold of them. It is bold. Um, and I think it just looks really bad, specifically on Canada, because it's like Vice Sorry. is a Canadian yeah. bread company, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing new, just a lot of um, men behaving badly. And, like, the distinction that they were making in this article was that it's a lot of young men, which doesn't often get talked about. It's all, like, when you hear these stories being brought to light, it's like, oh, like, some gross old guy was being pervy, and you're like, well, the time they were raised. Well, and that's, exactly, I was going, I was listening to um, an episode of the Hilo from when the Harvey Weinstein scandal Mm -hmm. first broke, and I had forgotten, but, like, in his 
apology, and I'm putting giant air <laughs> yes. quotes around that. Fitz has every apology by anyone who's yeah. ever been In accused. his non-apology, he said that line about how he, like, he came in, you know, like, he came up, like, in a different time, and, yeah. like, you know, like, in the 70s and 80s when, like, sexual harassment was, like, considered, like, a much different yeah. thing than it is now. Um, but, so, yeah, I think people tend to think men over a certain age can kind of be almost excused for the- Yeah. Like they, they can't be, let me just say that. Yeah. But some people like to think that they can just kind of be excused for their behavior because, you know, when they were young and going through the workplace, you know, yeah. it was a much different time. And that's, like, that's an excuse that gets put out for a lot of different things, like, with racism, too. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's fine, grandma can say the N-word. It's a different time. <laughs> it's like, well, she's not in that time right now, and here's a fun fact, it wasn't okay then either. No, no. But just, like, not a, not an excuse. No. Really not. It doesn't help your case in any way. Doesn't get you points. <laughs> no. Doesn't give you a pat on the back being like, it's okay, champ. It Another never, time. It never justifies your actions. No. Yeah, no, the article in the New York Times was good because it was talking primarily about younger men who can't fall back on that flimsy excuse yeah. of, oh, well, I didn't know better because I was raised in a different yeah. generation when it was okay to sexually assault women. We could just do that and no one batted an eyelash no at it. No one cared. God, so you're telling me that I just can't grab a woman's ass? You're telling me that that is inappropriate? No, you can't. Yes, that is inappropriate. It's always been inappropriate. Like, that's not okay. It's never been okay. God. <sighs> and then the people are like, what, I can't hug people anymore? Oh. Like, no one wants to hug you. No. And if they do, be like, you want to hug? Can I get a hug? And they're like, I no. I remember in my first year of university during frosh week we had this presentation given to us all first years there were thousands of us i don't know maybe <laughs> probably hordes and hordes there was a huge group years. of us and we were all corralled into the athletic center and we were given this presentation and it was called can i kiss you and it was a very comprehensive presentation on consent nice it was amazing. It's such a good idea. I hope that all, like, frosh week orientations have some sort of, like, comparable presentation yeah. for the youngins, because I think, especially in university, especially when you're living in residence, especially when there's copious amounts of alcohol involved, <laughs> consent can be a tricky thing. Um, and it was just, it was such a good presentation, and it was really, like, it was just such a simple concept. It's like... Even if you are just going to kiss somebody, you need to ask. Yeah. You can't just assume consent. No. For anything. Ever. Um, and, like, it was like, you know, don't worry about, like, you know, killing the mood or whatever, because you know what kills the mood more? <laughs> Raping someone. Yeah, that's really not, it doesn't really get you going, no. you know? Um, yeah. So, I just think that if a group of 18-year-olds can be explained... Yeah. This message. Can have this message message explained to them. Yeah. And for the most part, I have a feeling the majority of us understood it. Yeah, and probably obviously there's still going to be people who are just still bad. suck, you know? Yeah. But if the majority of us can understand it and then go ahead and practice that yeah. in the rest of our lives, theoretically, then that's great. And it shouldn't be hard no. for other people. For grown-ass men. Grown-grown men. Just... 
<laughs> I liked when um the Louis C.K. thing came. Well, it's been people have been talking about it for some time. Yeah. But when people are like, oh, this is kind of important, I guess, to listen yeah. to. Yeah. When this the New time. York Times wrote an article about yeah. it. Um, I forget who tweeted it now, but someone was like, how was I supposed to know I wasn't, it wasn't okay to masturbate in front of women, I'm only 50 years old. I think I saw that tweet. Literally, it it comes to my mind, like, you should know better than this, and you do know better than this, you just ignore that because you're trying to gratify your own needs and wants, not even needs. Just once. Ding, 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 ding. Um, a favorite thing from this article, though, was because they were talking about how many, like, settlements that mm-hmm. they uncovered while, like, delving into oh, the whole yeah. bias thing. Um, <laughs> this was my, my favorite yes. line about Sorry, this. Sorry, you explained this. I just remembered something from this article that I want to <laughs> mention. In response to questions about the settlements, a vice spokesman said that the company had made few settlements over its 23-year history and that no vice employee had been involved in more than one. In some cases, it's clear that the company and our managers made mistakes, the company said. In others, we disagree with the way in which the underlying facts have been characterized. That's my favorite. This is the favorite part was that no vice employee had been involved in more than one. That doesn't make it better, guys. That doesn't make it better that not it's not just the same guy over and over again. It it's kind of worse that you have a bunch involved in a variety yes, of different no. settlements. Generally, instead speaking. of like, oh, that's just Frank. You know, just we deal with him. <laughs> yeah, one day at a time. Just like a one-off. Like, no, it's not a one-off. It's no. like. A company-wide issue. It's not the same person. Don't worry. No, it's everyone. It's numerous. It's everyone always, all the time, in different cases. Sorry, did we forget to mention that everyone is trash? Our entire bad. Yeah. So that was my favorite little, like, trying to to make themselves sound better and in turn just sound horrible. Like, oh no, not the same employee every time. Don't even worry about it. It's multiple. <laughs> Always. Oh my god, I'm trying to find something from this article. Now I can't remember where it was. Oh, this is... Oh, yes. There it is. <laughs> um, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so um, Nancy Ashbrook was a former human resources director at Vice. Um... And she, while she was in her position, said that since she joined the company in 2014, sexual harassment, quote-unquote, had not been an issue. Um, and then in parentheses, Mish, 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 <laughs> I love when I can read. Miss <laughs> Ashbrook worked as vice president of human resources at Harvey Weinstein's oh. Miramax oh. Films from 91 to 2000. Yeah. Well... <laughs> So I don't know if I would trust no. Mish Ashbrook's, um, <laughs> opinion on whether no. or not there were any issues. Yeah. There was another, another part too, I can't remember, I didn't screenshot this one, and I, I will not scroll back to look, because I won't be able to find it, and we'll be here for the next ten hours. <laughs> but someone was, like, they tried to kiss someone at a party mm-hmm. or something, and they were like, nope, don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, yeah. And then they made some kind of, like, weird comment about, like, they they didn't hire them because they wanted to have sex with them. And mm-hmm. the girl was like, um, I'm yeah. sorry, what? 
But then this guy goes on to be like, oh, like, I, I know I overstepped there. Like, that wasn't cool. But I apologized and HR worked on it. No, that doesn't make it okay. No. <laughs> Just like you can't punch someone directly in the face and then be like, I'm so sorry. We'll get you some medical attention. I'm a good person. Yeah, no. Like, that's not, that doesn't, that's not how life works in any other situation. And it shouldn't be how life works in this particular one either. But, you know, <laughs> people are terrible. I mean, it, they are terrible. Um, and vice is terrible. Well, no, I shouldn't say Vice is terrible. Some of the people that work at Vice are terrible. Yeah. Um, and some of the people in positions of power, positions of power at Vice who have the authority to change things are terrible. Yeah, and that really doesn't help the organization grow. <laughs> no, and I think um, they had people, like, in the article that were quoted as saying that they realize now what a prevalent issue this is and mm-hmm. they are working to correct it. And that's great, um, you know, better late than never. Um, but it's just, I, it's just, as a company, I look at Vice and I'm just like, yikes. Yeah. Like, Vice, to me, as we were saying, is that genre of Toronto boy who wears cuffed jeans and dirty vans and a beanie and he skateboards everywhere even though he is 30 plus years old and could afford a car theoretically if he had a a normal job like most 30 year olds should have. But no, instead he just like... And it's like openly vaping on the subway. Oh, like openly. In your face. Yes. And you're like, cool. This is great. You're 40, Matt. (laughs) You're 40 years old. Like... I just... No, it very much is that, and, like, and that he's, group of Torontonians. And he's, like, 30-plus, but, like, has a weed tattoo, probably. Oh, yeah. Somewhere you can see, like, his neck. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, a probably, big no, he has, on he his has a tattoo of Bart Simpson smoking yes, a joint. on his ankle. Where you can see the cuff jeans. That's what he's got. Cuff jeans. Bingo. Showing that tattoo. The low-cut van, so you can also see that real yeah. prominent. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's Vice, summed up. And he just has, like, a Herschel backpack mm-hmm. that... Yeah. His mm-hmm. socks are the Vans checkered socks. Oh, of course. That you can see through. Yes. Yeah. Um, also wears a lot of No Fun Press yeah. merchandise. Yeah. No shade to No Fun. <laughs> I own some of their stuff, but I'm just saying, like, they cater to a very yeah. specific demographic mm-hmm. of people that I choose to ignore. Um. <laughs> Someone was also saying, again, <laughs> I'm not prepared, don't have the tweets, just have seen them. And remember, <laughs> since when are we prepared on this <laughs> but podcast? But not enough to have any kind yeah. of important thing to say. No, I feel you. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are saying that Vice 2, along with all this, like, sexual assault stuff and harassment claims that are coming forward, is that Vice has consistently capitalized on people of color, while predominantly people who work there are white. And, like, all their shows are, like, this guy's gonna try every strain of weed in the world. (laughs) Like, that's their show. That's a white guy. Meanwhile, everyone in prison for possession charges and any kind of drug charge are predominantly people of color. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's again, trash. I love that. It just reminds me of that bit in John Mulaney's Comeback Kid when he's oh, talking yeah. about the legalization of weed and everybody starts clapping and he's just like, don't cheer if you're white. It's always been legal for us. Yeah, like, <laughs> the thing, like, have you, did you see that thing, um, the kid who got arrested for, um, 
he had, like, he was selling brownies. Like, pot, pot brownies? Yeah, okay. out of his, like... No, I didn't see that. Like, online he made, like, some kind of business where he was selling, like, cute little brownies and, like, packages. Sure. And selling them off. He got charged and he's going to jail now. Uh-huh. And then, like, Vice, I think it was, had earlier, like, tweeted yeah. about, like, yoga moms who are, like... Yes. bringing weed into yoga it's this <laughs> new wave like now like right. like weed has become so trendy yeah and so profitable for white people mm-hmm. and like now that there's so many like articles about like <laughs> like moms smoking weed and doing yoga and like yeah. white people and like their weed culture and it's like millions of black men are sitting in jail right now yeah. For what? Like, having a joint in their pocket? No, this is, this kid had his, his business. Yeah. He was, like, nothing was harmful about this at all. And if it was a white person doing the exact same thing, the article would have read entirely different. Yeah, no. It would have been, like, creative Creative entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. But, like, Vice, their whole, that's their genre of things that they cover is just, like, white people doing the most. Yeah. Vice is kind of a trash, like, company. Yeah. It is, and this article just proves it even more. Even yeah. more. Although I will say, like, I haven't seen as, like, many, like, I feel like it didn't get as much traction as it should have, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like the art, like, the New York Times article came out and, like, one person on my, like, one or two people on my timeline on Twitter I feel were like it about got it. lost in, like, the wake of everything else. I know. Which is horrifying. Because... That there's just so much other stuff like this out there right now. I know. That this, you're like, okay, sure. But it's like, this is, like, an entire company that has, like, a systematic problem with yeah. this. And it's like, I just feel like more people need to be talking about it. Because, like, literally, it was like, um, I saw it on my timeline because, um, one of the girls that I follow on Twitter, who's, like, super funny... She had retweeted the article, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, let me read this. This is gonna be a good one. And it was, like, just her and, like, a couple other people that were, like, retweeting stuff about it. And I was like, why is no one else talking about this? It's so startling. And I feel like in, like, Canada and Toronto specifically, there's, like, people who have connections to Vice that are not speaking out about things, and perhaps they should be. Mm-hmm. We'll sit like a lunatic again. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, and but it's like we've said this so many times now, like just with everything that's been going on, like in this kind of like sphere of sexual mm-hmm. assault allegations and stuff, just because you are friends with somebody does not mean they are a bad person. Or just because you're friends with somebody doesn't mean that they work for an organization or a company that has a shady thing. past yeah. or a shady present. <laughs> like the ghost of shady past. Honestly. Uh, God. Anyway. Yeah. Vice is trash. <sighs> Everything is just trash, you know? Everything is awful. Everything's not cool when you're part of a team. <laughs> oh, <God>. no. <laughs> and then the other article, too, we'll yes. just hop to that. Yeah. Was, get into it. Um, I don't, I only have screenshots of it. What was the article actually called? Okay, <laughs> one moment. I have to scroll through. Okay, so it is an article from Racked. Excuse me. It's by <laughs> Amanda Mull, and it is, Why aren't fashion disruptors, quote-unquote, serving plus-size customers? Companies like Everlane and Reformation build themselves as innovative, but they're leaving out anyone above a size 14. Bam. 
So that is the gist of it to summarize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one, like the first paragraph of this, like, or one of the first paragraphs, I was already like slow clapping <laughs> reading it because it was like, they're basically saying like at <laughs> the center of the whole like fast fashion or like startup fashion brands, it's like, oh, we're solving problems that all these people have. So like basics that are cheaper or just like nice structured pieces Mm -hmm. that you can just add to like any outfit and like adds to your wardrobe in a huge way but then it's saying like central to all of this like whose problems are you solving like not mine yeah (laughs) like i my problem is not solved there um yeah no the (laughs) quote from it that's so good is um with their dedication to reinventing the yes, wheel for what we is already the world's most extravagantly well-served apparel consumer base. Thin women. Thin women. Yeah. It's um, like, ooh, look at you. You I are. are. I also really appreciated that the actual statistic was in here mm-hmm. about, like, how much money. Yeah. Because according to Bloomberg, the plus-size retail apparel market represents a $20 billion opportunity, with growth outpacing the overall market 17% to 7% in 2016. 20 billion dollars. 20 billion. And it's still like, oh, that's no, no. There's just but not room for no, it. No, there's not room for no. it. It's not gonna sell. No. You know, it's just, it, we can't spend the money on that. Blah, blah, blah. No. But 20 billion dollars. Yeah. So I like that that excuse was just like, you can see, like, it was, it's always been transparent to people who actually have to shop in plus yeah. size clothing. But now it's like not existent But now you're like, hey, look at this. You see how much money you could be making. So you can't fall back on that as an excuse to me now because I see $20 billion you could like, be making but are choosing actively not to. And why would you be actively choosing not to? It's almost as if you're worried making clothes for fat people will make you look bad. Hmm. hmm. It's almost as if you don't view fat people as people. Oh. Weird. Hmm. Interesting. Weird. Strange. Continue. Um, <laughs> I like that they were talking to Everlane. I personally have never heard of that kept, like I don't. I know just them. have heard of it because like a lot of trendy thin women wear it, and I follow a lot of trendy that's, thin women. I guess that's it. Instagram. Like I'm just not involved in the trendy thin woman community. I I don't know her. <laughs> I um, wish she. But this the they talked to someone from <laughs> Everlane about why they're not making Everlane, plus. which calls themselves radically transparent. Oh, yes. This, this is, it gets so, real radically transparent yeah. up in here yeah. in about two seconds. This, I was audibly laughing yeah. at this quote because it's just, okay. The Everlane story is one that has been built slowly and carefully. Our customer understands that Everlane is a democratic and honest brand, mm-hmm. and we want to be inclusive of all people. Given that, it is our on our roadmap to do plus size. To do plus size. We'll just leave that one yes. there as something to go back on. <laughs> but we need to take time to do it right. To do plus, it requires more than extended sizing. We need to launch plus as a separate brand with new fits, new models, and new fabrics to ensure that the styles fit and look great. As we gain scale and get new customers, we'll be able to focus our energy on launching this line. Here's the thing. You don't have to do any of that. Just make the clothes you're already making in bigger sizes. The only 
part of that that's correct is a need for new models. <laughs> because, yeah, like, yes. check. You will need those. Like, perhaps. For various reasons. Get some models that are over um, a size 12. I don't want new fabrics. I want the fabric that this thin white lady is wearing, but I want it to be on me. If it's good enough for her, it's I good enough for it, me. put it on me right now. I just, I love the... We need to launch Plus as a separate brand. You don't. That right there sums just, it all up. Just don't. Because why? There's no There's no reason for you to do that except you want to distance yourself yes. and your brand from fat people. And then you want to further ostracize fat people. Yeah. Because it's like, you can't shop in the regular section of our store or on our website. You have to go to New this brand separate tab. With different fabrics. And I can already see those fabrics now. Print for no reason. Just the ugliest print imaginable on every piece you have. Just every piece. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I really liked that they referred to themselves as uh, inclusive of all people Mm -hmm. and honest in the same... (laughs) Same, like, paragraph in which they completely try to bullshit their way through why they don't have plus sizes right now. Yeah. And aren't being inclusive to all people. But that's fine. <laughs> I thought Reformation had a really good statement, actually. Like, yeah. Like, for their size yeah. inclusivity. So they said, size diversity is incredibly important to us at Reformation, and we are working hard to address this in 2018. Okay, good. Own up to the yeah. fact that you don't have anything. We've already made efforts in this area, featuring models with different body types and launching collections for larger chested women and petites. Cool! Yeah, that's a respect. Um, But we fully recognize that there is still much more we need to do. True. We always want everyone to look and feel their best in our clothes and have have been methodical in our approach to make sure we're doing it right. That's good. You don't want to jump into anything. Like, it's good to, like, plan it out. Um, We are excited to introduce an expanded size range in 2018. Hopeful. I'm hopeful. Good. And then, like, the author of the piece said, not only is this brand's upcoming expansion good news, but it's sadly refreshing not to see it blame the delay on some imaginary feat of technological <laughs> innovation required to make a casual yeah. dress of a larger size. <laughs> Literally, though, I really like this, too. I forget which uh, company they were talking mm-hmm. to, but they were like, the statement echoes a sentiment that I heard from every straight-sized CEO I spoke with. Even those who have begun to make their brands more inclusive. That plus-size people need to be patient while others solve the egregious problems of their bodies. Women over a certain size are always a burden, never a priority. They're expected to wait while others are served first. And, like, that's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. (laughs) It's that I'm not, like, I know nothing about the details that go into making a fashion brand or any kind of, like, brand. (laughs) Like, I don't know the work that it takes to develop a plus-size range of clothing. You heard it here first. We are not (laughs) professionals. But seeing as you have clothes for every other occasion Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this particular brand, I don't see why it would be so difficult to just, like, (laughs) make it a little bigger. Make, make it a bigger, little bolder. Make a bolder. Make it brighter. Yeah, it, that's the simple thing about plus size clothing that has yeah. never made sense to me. Is why are you not making these clothes in bigger sizes in the first place? Yeah, it does. Like, like just make like them why did a size twelve become this arbitrary number where stores are like we're gonna stop it there? Yeah, like no one over the size exists. Whereas in the article, the like 
woman fully says most women in the states are between what a 14 and a 16 or 16 it's and 18. 16 and 18 that's like because even when you hear like people <laughs> ashley graham hello <laughs> um when she talks about like plus size oh she doesn't call it that i'm sorry no curvy wasn't she's a curve model um when she talks about that stuff, she's always like, the average size of a woman in America is, like, 14. Not true. <laughs> it's 16 to 18, which no straight-sized clothing store goes up to. It's They always stop at 12, or maybe, if you're lucky, a 14. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. On a good day. Never, never an 18. I've never seen an 18 no. in a straight-sized clothing store. No. No. Nev- not once. <laughs> not once. I, it just doesn't make sense. Like, seriously, like, where did a size 12 become, like, the cutoff? The cutoff? Yeah. Like, who was like, no. None of no. this. I also liked in this, they were talking about the reasons that, like, the actual reasons mm-hmm. that plus, like, there's no plus size yeah. in clothing stores or clothing companies. And it's like... Many of the worst, most dehumanizing stereotypes about fat people, that they're lazy, stupid, and slovenly, are deeply ingrained in fashion's culture and attitudes. So much so that entrepreneurs can be dissuaded from making plus sizes by the fear that both customers and others in the industry will see them as a down market. I mean, like, there is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's so much bigger. It is. Than... <laughs> bigger, no pun intended for anything. <laughs> it's so much plus sizier <laughs> than. Curvier. <laughs> no, but like it's so much bigger than like just the fashion industry. I mean, like the yeah. fashion industry could fix a lot of things by being inclusive with sizing and, you know, introducing a wider range yeah. of sizes. But it is just like this weird societal concept of fat people. Yeah. And just the word fat, even, because it has become synonymous with so many negative things, Mm -hmm. and it's become an insult, even though it's not, it's just an adjective. Yeah. And even, like, I know we've talked about this before briefly But we're talking about it again. BMI, more like BMI episode, is that often, like, even fat people themselves, when it comes to, like, trying to defend themselves of, like, why it's okay that they exist Mm -hmm. as a person... Is that, but I'm healthy, mm-hmm. as if, like, if you're unhealthy, you don't deserve respect from people and to be treated like a human being. Like, sure, a lot of fat people have chronic illnesses, but so do a lot of thin people. So does everybody. It's just a thing that people deal with, unfortunately. It would be nice if everyone was healthy, but, you know, that's not a reality. That's not how no. life works. And it's, yeah, it's just... Especially this time of year, too, it's really difficult to be on social media sometimes, because mm-hmm. when it gets to New Year's, uh, everyone's like, I'm going into 2018, and I'm still fat, and I'm still, like, thanks, Christmas. Like, yeah. it's like, okay, first of all, Becky, you're a size six. <laughs> Please stop talking about how fat you are. Yeah. I don't want to see it. But literally, every it's all the New Year's resolutions. Like, I'm in a diet. It's very, like, you get emails every day. Oh, yeah. Like, this year, join this gym. I'm like, I don't want to be involved. Yeah. Do you follow body positive memes on I Instagram? I did, just now. Okay. <laughs> like, when you sent me the I, one earlier today. Yeah. 
For those of you who need some more body positivity in your life, follow body positive memes on Instagram. I discovered them, like, a couple weeks ago on, like, my, um, Discover page on Instagram or whatever. They're delightful because the girl who runs it takes, um, like, body negative memes, basically, and, like, crosses them out and edits them to be body positive. Yeah. And it's really delightful. Um, I sent sent Zoe one earlier today that made me laugh. Um... But, yes, I don't know where I was going with that. I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> I am, like, not She's on my hungry. A-game today. Um, I... Where was I going? I don't know. Body positive memes. Follow them. It's important. But, oh, yes, the whole, like, going into, like, New Year, New yeah. Me. Um, yeah, it is definitely, like, really hard this time of year because people, like... Because, again, it turns into, like, if you want to go to the gym and eat healthy, which is something that I want to try to do in the new year. We'll see how long (laughs) it lasts. But it doesn't, like, if it is about losing weight, then do it for you. Don't do it because you're trying to, like, fit into, like, society's idea of, like, what you should look like. Yeah. Like, body body positivity extends to, like, all Mm -hmm. aspects. So it's, like... Yes, be positive about your body. If being positive means you want to go work out and eat healthy and lose some weight, that's fine. But it's not bad if you don't lose weight. And the thing is, like, you don't... Like, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter are, like... It's, like, a constant thing where you log on and it's, like, oh, a meme about how fat you are because you're eating a cupcake. Like, it's just, like, a constant barrage of, like, memes like that. And you're, like... Okay, like, that doesn't, yeah, you're not, you're not fat, you just like eating, and those are two separate things, shockingly. Exactly, and I know that we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's our podcast, so I'm going to talk about it again, (laughs) but when you have girls who are visibly very thin and fit into society's standards of what is attractive and what is pretty and thin... And they post a picture of themselves or they tweet something and they're like, I ate a cheeseburger today. I'm so fat. Hashtag fat. Or I'm <laughs> feeling so fat today. And there are, this is me calling out so many girls that went to our high school mm-hmm. who, you know, were what, maybe like a size four or something. Tops. Like at the absolute most who would post on social media and still do in the year 2017. <laughs> in this, the year of our These <laughs> goddamn idiots. <laughs> are still posting these, like, uh, fat-phobic things yeah. where they're using fat as a negative word. Yeah. And they're like, I'm so fat today because I ate a friggin' donut or something like, like that. wow. And it's Amazing. like, okay, but you're not because no. you are still incredibly thin. And you can walk into any store in the world mm. and find something to wear. No. Anything. Anything. I can't do that. <laughs> Sorry. Like, if you are going to, if you are going to call yourself out, if you are going to claim that word for yourself, then you better be prepared to live the rest of the life that comes with that. Just, like, fun. You know? You can't just be like, I'm so fat. And it's not quirky. It's not cute. No. Like, Like, you just, like, you're very obviously not. We all can see this. Yeah. And it's just, it's that thing of where... They're fishing for compliments or they're fishing for attention. They're waiting for somebody to say, oh, no, you're, you're not beautiful. fat. You're so pretty. You're so yeah. cute. Oh, my God. You're so skinny. We As love a skinny things. legend. <laughs> we love a skinny legend. Because, uh, because it just goes back to that idea that people, like, they can't, like, fat and attractive can't 
be the same thing. Never in a million years. But it's like, fat doesn't mean ugly. And I've said this on the podcast before. Like, you can probably go back and listen to our BMI episode and I probably say the exact same thing. We probably are just repeating ourselves, but we have a lot of emotions. Um, yeah. There's nothing that irritates me more than thin women who call themselves fat for attention and also or... in front of fat people oh yeah like i 100 percent. we've talked about yeah this i before. know we're done you want it again i don't care <laughs> but, um i can't count the number of times i've been in a room with yeah. very thin very conventionally attractive people looking at themselves and picking mm. in the mirror not to say you can't be thin and conventionally attractive and also be super self-conscious about your body. I know the world that we live in yeah. is tough as a woman to fit into any kind of ideal. Just like a but... disclaimer, like, if you have, like, body dysphoria or yeah. something, like, just exclude yourself just, like, from... it's fine. I'm sorry. I get that that's, like, yeah. another thing, okay? I'm just talking about, um, we're just talking about girls who are thin, they know they're thin... And they want people to just, but like, hype them up They're a saying bit. things for attention. And it's, like, I've had to sit in so many rooms with that happening. And it's, like, I'm under no impression that you don't think I'm fat. Mm. Because I am. Mm. <laughs> like, that's yeah. just a fact. But people are so scared to but say there's, that. No, they are. Like, 100%. But it's just, like, I know that I'm fat. I know you know I'm fat, <laughs> and yet you're here calling yourself fat, so what am I then to mm-hmm. you? If you're like, oh my god, I'm so fat today, that's disgusting. I'm yeah. like, ooh, I love being disgusting in this corner well, over exactly. here. It's always associated with something negative. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. It shouldn't be. No. Because it's just another adjective. It's, yeah, like... It, Fat people, groundbreaking concept. About to drop some truth bombs Wait on for the world. It. Get ready. Fat people are also people. Yes. You know how I don't we, know if you've taken that in. You know how we like to use the word multifaceted <laughs> on this podcast? We'll see. Fats. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave. <laughs> Goodbye. Um but fat people, just like <laughs> any other person on the face of this goddamn earth. Are multifaceted. Yeah. Or multifaceted, <laughs> as some people like to say. Um, and just because you're fat does not mean that you can't be a million other adjectives. Yeah. <laughs> and you probably are. Just, just, just like if you're crazy. skinny, you can also be <laughs> wow. other adjectives. But no one seems to give skinny no. people a hard time about No, that. that's weird, so. isn't that? Interesting. Um, I also love when, on the same thing with skinny people posting about how fat they are and stuff like that, um... When, like, any kind of... Like, like just talk about celebrities for sure. now. Um, if, like, a thin celebrity is to post a picture of themselves, say, at a McDonald's, mm-hmm. like, shoving a burger into their face. Like, Chrissy Teigen. Perhaps. Yeah, if she's, like, eating I love her, a but... burger, they're like, oh my god, queen, yeah. I also eat McDonald's. Yes. And they're like, amazing, you're so beautiful. And you eat? Wow. Oh my god. If... <laughs> she does it all. <laughs> Stars, they're just like us. <laughs> drinking a coffee. She, she just posts a picture of her, like, just a picture of her face. And they're like, God, you disgust me constantly eating, you <laughs> pig. And it's like, what? This is a picture of me and my child. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to live my life. I wasn't gonna life. eat my child. 
you would assume that. But no, it's that's the just. <laughs> what's the just juxtaposition? <laughs> the juxtaposition, if you will. Um, <laughs> yes, no, it's cute for thin people to eat. Yeah. It's disgusting for fat people to eat. And here's but the, hey, we all need to eat that's to survive. The thing. Here's the thing. Everyone eats. Here's the tea. <laughs> About to spill it. Um, the one, like, at the end of this one is all over my phone. Weird. Um, anyways. (laughs) That was a swift turn from what we were talking about. But the end of this article, I was like, oh, (laughs) staring at it. But this was what I was like, yes, slow clap. (laughs) We've been taught so effectively to loathe fat people, and especially women who refuse to make themselves small and convenient, that not even the endless drive for profit can convince some of the world's most enthusiastic capitalists to consider them a priority. At this point, most of them seem content to let 20 billion in low-hanging fruit wither on the vine. Yes, I, I had the same reaction when I read the article for the first time. I was yeah. like, that's just, like, deserves a lot of applause. Because that's so, like, that's the most accurate thing. It's like, you want to make money in any possible way that you can, mm-hmm. and yet if it's for fat people to have clothes, you're like, suddenly capitalism is terrible. Suddenly, You um, know, we don't need to make money. No. It's fine. No. Yeah. Money is overrated. It is. For sure. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, you know, like... Do better with your excuses on why you're not making clothes for fat people. Because we know. <laughs> we know the reason. As much as you want to say, oh, like, we're working on it. It's just, like, it's a lot that we have to consider. <laughs> we have to make this size small shirt in a double XL, and that's really hard for us. <laughs> you know, it's really tricky. We need to create an entirely new brand. Here's the thing you don't. New fabrics. New fits. We have to get new scissors, and that's, like, really difficult to find, you know? Like, we only have one pair, and now you need us to cut more things. Like, we have to drop some new patterns, and that could really take some time. We have a team of designers, and they just can't think of something to put a fat person in. It just... Do you know how hard it is to draw a fat person? <laughs> you don't get it. Oh, my God. <sighs> it's just... We see what's happening. Yeah, it's very obvious. Yeah. But, you know, keep, you do keep you. doing what you're doing, I guess. It's working for you. Keep being a huge disappointment <laughs> to so many people. I will. <laughs> Thank you for the personal call. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so that was a really good article. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was tremendously written. Um, Racked has really good people writing for them, and I feel like at least twice a month they send Zoe, like, an article from (laughs) them, and I'm just like, this is really good, you should read it. And, like, I really appreciated that article, because she was just so over everything. All the excuses were like, nope, next one! Like, that's not a valid excuse. Yeah. On to the next. No, she, like, wasn't really taking any crap from any no. of them and wasn't buying any of their stupid excuses. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a really good article. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Anything else that's happening in this world? Um. This week. Again, we're recording earlier in the week. A little bit early. So if something happens by the time this comes out. Our that we did not talk map. about. 
We're sorry. We'll get it next time. Get it next week. Um, it is our last episode of 2017. Whoa. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, you guys. I hope that 2018 is even better than 2017. And so much less of, like, a garbage fire. Mm -hmm. I hope it's only up from here. Yes. I wish nothing but the best for all of you in 2018. Do you have a resolution? You kind of talked about it. Um, I would just like to generally start taking better care of myself. Um, I want to go back to therapy. Nice. I want to just be more mindful of what I eat. Um, maybe exercise more. I'm not... (laughs) Not sold on that. Not sold on that. I would like to just because I feel like it's such a waste because I have this body and it's capable of exercising and I just don't use it and I feel very almost selfish because like there are people who can't exercise and probably love to and I'm just like, just go for a fucking walk or something. (laughs) Like, just do it. Um, and uh, yeah, I just want to like take better care of myself, just like be more present and yeah. more this sounds so stupid it doesn't sound stupid i'm gonna get some crystals start doing tarot i don't know are you I trying just... to publicly drag me no. on this here podcast no i do like the idea of all of that i just feel like i can't really get it but i just want to be like more mindful and more um self-aware and just work on myself a bit more mm-hmm. um and do i have any other resolutions i don't i don't like calling them resolutions because i feel like it's like too much pressure it is um, but I, I always do like the idea of, like, a fresh start in January. Um, it's kind of, like, clean slate. Yeah, like, it's a good concept to have, I think. Just kind of, I want to work on furthering my career. Nice. Um, I wouldn't consider what I have currently a career, but it is a job. Um, but I do want to, um... Add to your stuff. Add to that. <laughs> There's a much more eloquent way of saying that, but add to your stuff was all I could know. No, come and up I with. like it because I couldn't come up with anything. My resolution is to work on my vocabulary <laughs> clearly and be able to form better sentences. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think those are mine. What about you? Um, I really don't know. I would just say probably based on like the end of this here mm-hmm. year. Continuing to perhaps stand up for myself a little more. Yes. Slay me, queen. (laughs) And also, like you said, work on... I'm stretching. I'm sorry, my leg is very asleep. Stretch it. Um, Like, adding to my stuff, too, career-wise. Yeah. Perhaps go back to some kind of schooling. Yeah. Take a course of some kind. Yes, I definitely want to take more courses in 2018. Um just to um like expand my horizons. Mm-hmm. Like I took a course this like this year um which I really enjoyed, but I always feel guilty about taking courses for things that aren't going to advance do you. anything yeah. for me like I took a criminal psych course and it was amazing and super fascinating and it's something I'm interested in but then at the end of the day I was like I spent money on this and like it's not really mm-hmm. gonna like make any money for me like yeah. in any way shape or form it's okay which, to like, do things are fun I know, which absolutely is but it's like I need to like I need to get out of that mindset yeah. where it's like I can only do this if it's going to like benefit me in some sort of like monetary yeah. way which is like a bad way to think so I want to take at least one course that's, like, just for personal pleasure, fun, yeah. interest, and then maybe one that will actually, like, help me towards pursuing a 
career goal or something. Yes. I like it. I like, I think that's a good plan. I think so too. I think it's good that you have a plan. (laughs) I'm just like, I have like the framework for a plan. I think that's good. That's a start. I want to actually like sit down with like my journal and like write some of these things down and like, I don't know, power of positive thinking, put things out into the universe. I really do think that it works. (laughs) All right. I think it's good. I think so. Do you have any like monthly favorites or year oh, favorites monthly f- year favorites Just, that's like, fun anything i don't um, know i think a year favorite is the podcast that's yeah. so cheesy but truly i did not expect us to do this <laughs> and like we- actually do it and that we've stuck with it for as long as we have we're literally doing episodes every single week we have people who listen to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And just, like, listening to the first episode where we honestly did not have a clue. Honestly. Honestly, wow. a podcast. Did not have a clue what we were doing. No. And where it is now where we're like, this is what we're going to talk about this week. Cool. Let's have our articles ready-ish. We're kind, kind of prepared. Of. We kind of know what we're talking um, about. I think that's really cool. And I'm very proud of our little podcast that we have. I would agree. I think it, like, when I was listening to Jasmine's podcast earlier today, I just thought it was so cool that, like, we, like, have a pal in yeah, Guam. Who that's we so, like, what? started... Like talking to because of this podcast. And Ellen and Jocelyn and, 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 and New Zealand. It's like being a part, like doing this podcast and then like being a part of like the Lady Pod Squad community, like has just been so cool in getting to like know people yeah. from like different places in the world. And it's just, yeah, I think this podcast is definitely one of the best things to come yeah. out of this otherwise hellish year. <laughs> I think so too. And even, like, podcast-related, too, but, like, the 12 days of podcasts that we did, when I was like, oh, we should, like, tweet 12 mm-hmm. podcasts for 12 days yeah. of pod- Like, I did not expect people to want to be involved in that. And yet we had 12 people who reached out to us and were like, yes. hey, this is super cool. We'd love to be featured. Is insane to me. I know. People were like... like that's so cool. <laughs> like... We generated interest. That's- I say we, it was mostly you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and very interesting. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm very proud of our little, little potty cast. Yeah. That was disgusting. I'm very oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Mm-hmm. It me. Anything else from this year that's a fave? Oh, God. Like an overall year favorite? Or a monthly fave. Doesn't have to be a year. Um, monthly fave? Okay, real quick. Some TV that I've been watching. <laughs> Dynasty. Yeah, I tweeted about it, but I started watching Dynasty, um, like the Netflix reboot. Um, it's tremendous. It really just fills the hole that has been in my heart since, like, the OC ended and Gossip Girl ended. It's just, like, the perfect, like, trashy drama kind of soap opera-y TV show. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, also, I started watching The West Wing, which was, like, slightly more highbrow, um, and I'm obsessed with it. Um, it's tremendous. My mom has always talked about how good it is because she watched it back in the day, and I've been, like, eager to watch it. Um, and it's 
phenomenal. And then on the same train of thought as that, because Aaron Sorkin, I went to go see Molly's Game on Christmas with my mom, and it was phenomenal. We love an Aaron Sorkin written (laughs) movie. (laughs) Movie. Wow. Um, And then on the same train of thought as that, I'm now reading Molly's Game, the book which the movie is based on, because my mom got it for me for Christmas, and it is also very good so far. Nice. Also The Crown, which I talked about in a previous episode, but... Um, season two of that aired earlier this month, and it was tremendous. I can't think of any monthly faves. I really... Trailers! I can talk about movies that I'm excited for. Let's get into it. Um, Jurassic World 2 trailer came out. Jeff Goldblum is in it. I'm there. (laughs) Um, also, we talked about this last week, but Ocean's 8 looks phenomenal, and I'm excited that that's coming out. And, uh... I really need to start watching more TV shows because I feel like I, I my roster is like there's just not so many to choose from. It gets um, so overwhelming. I'm so behind on Riverdale still. Oh yes, I finally caught up with that last week when I was homesick from work, and boy, <laughs> is I it think, wild! I think I'm only like a couple episodes away from catching up, but I just feel like so much happens in them that I don't know like where I am. (laughs) Yeah, I had watched the first two episodes, and then when I went back, I had, like, six to catch up on, and I was like, how did this happen? I I really don't know. Because I I watched the first three, then they all happened. (laughs) And now I've watched two more, I believe, so I don't think that's that far away from the end. No, you're almost there. It's, oh my god, it's so good. Um, It's just, again, kind of like the perfect, like, trashy teen TV show. It really just... Tickles my fancy. Please catch up so we can discuss. Yes, I will. I'll do that. So maybe next week we'll get into some yes. Riverdale contest. And then, like, it comes back from its winter hiatus in a couple Ooh. weeks. So I better, yeah, I better yeah. catch up. Before you get behind again. Yeah. I think that's all. This microphone also, so far, a fave. It hasn't betrayed us yet. So let's, you know, There's knock on wood. But... We're hoping that it'll be even better than our previous microphone. Is that all? Is that all I have? I think that might be it. All right. Um, as always, you can right. follow us at, at all the things. Wow. Yeah. Follow on, us at all the things. On all the things. At honestlypod or slash honestlypod if you're on Facebook. You can email us at thehonestlypodcast at gmail.com. And there's that website we talked about. We do have a website. You can visit us at www.thehonestlypodcast.wixsite.com slash home. Don't forget the slash home. Don't forget the slash home. You will regret it. You will. Honestly, you don't want to open that up. That can of worms. Honestly, wow. Is that it? That's all. All Alright. Bye. Bye.